This podcast may contain strong language, references of a sexual nature, and bad advice. When life gets you down, your car just won't start. Agony art. It's time for Agony Art. If you've reached a dead end, you're not sure what to do. Agony Art. Well, Agony Art is for you. At times life is grand, you've got the world in your hands. Then somehow you drop that ball. Drop that ball. Instead of watching it fall, give Agony Art a call. Welcome to Agony Art, a regular podcast in which three consumers of books, music and films try to solve your problems using examples from the great art of our age, or more likely, just leave you with a fun reading, listening and watching list to enjoy in your spare time. My name's Aaron, I'm an author and a slow reading idiot, and I have (laughs) Carl, our film buff, and Liam, our music guru, here with me in my kitchen to record episode two. Hello, lads. Hello. Hello there. I'm enjoying your new uh, podcasting presentation voice. Well, it's high energy. Mm, yeah. I'm not normally a high energy guy, but today... So lads, we've already done one episode where we did this a lot, but I think we need to discuss swearing. <laughs> <laughs> what Do about you it? think we should be swearing this much in a podcast? Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is the alternative re-recording episode one? Because I don't want to do no, that. Again, just... <laughs> for the third time. <laughs> the alternative, Liam is censorship <laughs> oh beeping yeah beeping. we could just say beep instead of swearing just to save time beep you I mean beep I, beep, <laughs> beep 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 is I, that your Michael Caine impression again <laughs> beep 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 not a lot of people beep that <laughs> alright I don't want to make myself sound like I'm better than you two because you know, I don't really need to do that. Everyone, I think we're all aware. <laughs> but I don't really swear that much anyway. So. I don't think Liam swore in the first episode, actually. Yeah. Liam's a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> right, Fucking let's get right. on with it. Before we begin, I've got to point out that none of us are experienced counsellors and we can't promise our advice will actually be any good. Biggest problem we've had to solve this week was whether we're going to swear in this episode, which apparently Liam isn't. We'll see. <laughs> I might do, you never know. That's the task. <laughs> yeah. Get Liam to swear. We're really only here to have fun, so if you're having a really hard time, I'd recommend looking at our website for guidance on who to turn to. That's agonyartpodcast.com. So, now we've got that out of the way, let's get on with it. Here's the first problem today. It says, my boyfriend dumped me the week before our five-year anniversary. It was hardly out of the blue, but it still broke my heart. And I've been feeling down and thinking about nothing else ever since. How do I get over him? There's never a good time to be dumped in a long-term relationship, is there? Do you think if it had happened three weeks before, it would have just said, three weeks before my five-year anniversary? (laughs) Five-year anniversary is a big one, though, isn't it? It's a milestone, so it's like, it would hurt. Mm. Oh, definitely. Do you think uh, the guy was like, oh, five years, got in this now? I think probably, yeah. Because some people, you hear about people um, waiting till after Christmas, for instance, don't you? I don't want to ruin Christmas. <laughs> so people like yeah. regard milestones in their head mm. as breakup points, don't they? They're I remember, like, oh, well, do I want five years with this person? I remember when we were trying to sell our flat, the, we went, we'd had a little um, purple bricks guy come around. He weren't that little. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he said that, you know, the best time, he said this to us in all seriousness, the best time to try and sell a flat like this is Boxing Day 
because a lot of divorces happen just after Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Is there a, I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate. And Keanu I don't Reeves? <laughs> yes. That's my job. That's what I do. Oh, that's the best quote from it. I'm not, I haven't got anything else. Um, I don't know the context of why the breakup happened. But you got to have some respect for someone. Like, obviously, dumping is a horrible word, but deciding that they need to end a relationship rather than just going on with something that they're unhappy about. Yeah. Honesty better to... is better than cheat. Like they, he may have cheated. He or she may have cheated on him Absolutely, or her. Absolutely, yeah. It's, um... Who is it that said it's better to have loved and lost than to never love at all? Liam. Yeah, I think that was you just now. <laughs> I should look that up. But yeah, just get back to the point. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Poor Jenny. I'm sorry. I think her name's Jenny. I'm going to say that. <laughs> what are you doing? You can carry on talking. I'm Googling his quote. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think my own personal advice that we don't give out on this show, but I'm going to is uh, Jenny. It was Tennyson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tennyson said that. Sorry, Carl. Carry That's on. Right. Um, get yourself a big tub of Ben and Jerry's. Jenny, Ben and Jenny's. Ben and Jenny's, yeah. <laughs> Made for it. Put your favourite film on. Doesn't matter what film, it doesn't have to help you. Just, you know, get lost in the uh, in the comfort of a film you like and uh, do that every day until you're over him. Um, a good film for that, actually. My wife was a bit down in the dumps the other day. Because you broke up with her. Just before our five-year anniversary. Um, and I was like, what do you want to watch? She's like, oh, I don't know. So I just threw on Mamma Mia thought this will cheer her up this is a great cheer up film and at first she's like why are we watching Mamma Mia and she's sitting there still down in the dumps and then the foot began to tap like 15 minutes in I'm like I'm getting her and then by the end of it she's like standing up singing Dancing Queen top of her voice so watch Mamma Mia maybe Jenny if you like it and then maybe watch Here We Go Again but anyway <laughs> so it's not even films with any advice for getting over people it's no just, just this is getting you through you the first yeah. few weeks of the you know, the emotion. But film is littered with breakups. Um, and the theme of pretty much all of these films is the same. Um, 2008, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, directed by Nicholas Stoller, I think. I can't, I can't read my writing. Um, very similar. I think it's actually five years as well. Um, yeah, Jason Siegel and... Christian Bell is it Christian or Kirsten Bell? Christian Bell. Um, she plays plays. Christian. Hmm. She plays Kristen. Kristen Bell. Um, Christian Bale. <laughs> Jason Segel. Where is he? <laughs> it's over. <laughs> I didn't know Kristen Bell was in that. Yeah, she's oh. she's Sarah Marshall, the titular Sarah Marshall. Um, so she dumps him after about five years. Um, he's. He writes jingles, Liam, that you don't do. Yeah. <laughs> for the listeners at home, Liam is supposed to write the theme tune for this podcast. And we think we're probably going to get about 10 episodes in before we receive that jingle. That's ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> um, he doesn't just write jingles, he writes the music to TV shows, like ominous chords and stuff. Do you do that job? <laughs> I've been known to do yeah, that. I was going to say that yeah. rings a bell. That one. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, he's pretty bored of it because it's like easy. I don't know. Liam's a music man, but it seems like an easy job. 
um, for someone that knows music. I don't know, but well, Liam's finding it difficult. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> the yeah. hardest job you can have. <laughs> so he's an absolute mess. He's lounging around the house in his um, sweatpants, as the Americans say, and uh, eating cereal all day long. And his friend persuades him to go on holiday, so he goes to Hawaii on vacation, as the Americans also say. Are you American? <laughs> <laughs> Almost half. And um, would would you know it? Sarah Marshall's there as well. Same oh, resort. This sounds like a comedy setup. Yeah, but it's like so rom commy. And so he's a mess there as well because she's obviously got a constant reminder. She's there with Russell Brand doing like Karma Sutri stuff all the time, and he can hear it. And um, and if Russell Brand was the man that your wife left you for. That would be pretty depressing. It would oh, be, yeah, yeah, it'd be awful. He's a rock star, and it called Aldous something. No offense, Russell Brand. So the film really is about him getting over Sarah Marshall, and really the overall theme is that she's not. Although he thinks she's the one, she's not the one. Marla Kunis is obviously the one who works at the hotel, and like, how can you not see that? The point I'm trying to make is that five years is a long time, but film tells you that. When you break up like that, there's a reason and the real person you're meant to be with is somewhere in the background that you haven't really realised yet and that will blossom into something. So this, this all seems a bit tame to me, right? When you've, you've just broken up from a five-year relationship. You're feeling hurt, right? And you're really angry about it. And you, you, know, you should dwell on that for a bit. Oh, you want to go full Eamon and Frankie, right? You know what I'm getting at here? No. The 2003 classic hit, Fuck oh, It, I Don't Want You Back. Beautiful. Eamon and Frankie, I thought it was like Simon and Garfunkel or something like that. <laughs> Who are they? I thought it was Eamon Holmes. <laughs> so, so, so Eamon just got out of a relationship. He was heartbroken. His, his girlfriend, according to the song, had been giving another man head. Those are the lyrics, not my words. <laughs> are we counting that as swearing? That's on the well, border, I'm going to enjoy this because the song's called Fuck You and Fuck You Right Back. So Liam well, could well, not I, give... I think he already said I already said that. Oh, good. But, you know, um, that's a quote. If, right? you, if you got through that without swearing, <laughs> that would have been impressive. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, he, he cuts all ties with her and the lyrics, there's a lot of insults in there. But there's also some raw emotion as well. There's a bit where he's like, now it's over. I do admit that I'm sad. It hurts real bad. <laughs> now what's brilliant about this in Frankie's version the lyrics are quite similar and she's got a bit where she says but I do admit I'm glad I didn't catch your crabs <laughs> <laughs> because um, sorry glossed over that a year later Frankie who claims to be Eamon's ex-girlfriend we'll go into that in a sec um, she releases F-U-R-B standing for fuck you right back as a response it's the same song Eamon has a writing credit on it because he basically said if you're going to release this, I want to be on the. I want to get royalties from it. Um, Fair enough. And and so she's re-released the same song, and everyone's like, "Oh, they were boyfriend and girlfriend. This is brilliant." <laughs> um, but yeah, to this day, Eamon maintains that he doesn't actually know who Frankie is. He ne- he's never met her, which kind of. And this is Eamon Holmes. <laughs> Eamon Holmes, yeah, and Frankie's Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> but she, they must know each other because she said your sex was whack. She did, yeah. She's very insulting. Why about people him. lie? Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess. So the, what's the advice? Well, the advice here is, you know, you're make angry. A revenge song. You deserve to be angry. Yeah. You know, channel your rage into art. Make money off of it and make a revenge song. But just be careful about the Frankie that you're doing it about. She might come back with her own version of it. Which will get royalties from. So bring it on. Yeah. 
Yeah. Either way, True. you make money. True. Mm. Yeah. Make money out of it. So I'm going to go, I'm going to return to tameness because um, Liam's suggestion was just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> In the Hotel de Lac by Anita Bruckner, published by Penguin. Our protagonist, who I haven't written her name down. Helen. Why don't we say Helen, but it's not Helen. It might be Helen. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what her name is. But she just goes on holiday. She was having an affair with a married man. He broke it off with her. She's very sad. She goes on holiday to get over him. Just like in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. However, when she gets there, he's not there. But the memory of him is she's just feeling very sad on holiday all the time. She just wants to be back with her man, who's not her man. He's somebody else's man. I don't feel for her. <laughs> nah. But she meets a new man on holiday. Maybe you could. Uh, what are we saying this person is called? Jenny. Jenny. You made up a name, didn't yeah. we? Jenny. Jenny, you could go on holiday, start afresh. Maybe you'll meet a new person, have a holiday romance. However, the person that the protagonist meets in Hotel de Lac is also an asshole. Oh, God. <laughs> he says, Helen. He says, and I quote, Don't cry. I can't bear it when a woman cries. It makes me want to hit her. Jesus. Yeah, so... Uh, so is this good advice? Uh, maybe not. What is the advice? <laughs> the advice was go on holiday and... And meet an arsehole. <laughs> meet an arsehole. <laughs> a cocky arsehole, because if there's one thing we've established, it's that women love cocky... Yep, that Cage was episode, fighters. episode one. That was last week. Do you remember when we recorded that last week? So, yeah... Going on holiday seems to be a running theme in most art, apart from... Uh, did Frankie or Eamon go on holiday, Dean? Uh, I don't think they mentioned it if they did. I reckon Eamon would have gone on a lad's holiday yeah. straight after, though. But the overall theme of someone better is out there for better. Better. <laughs> someone better is out there for you. <laughs> I don't even know what accent that is. <laughs> Nor do I. Um, 1998, The Wedding Singer, directed by Frank Karachi, I think. Um, is exactly the same pretty much maybe it's a tried and tested formula for film or maybe it's great advice and realistic who knows I think it's um, real life isn't it people yeah. um, get crazy haircuts mm. move to a new place go on a big holiday to yeah. get over exes don't yeah. they there's no holiday in The Wedding Singer oh. but the theme is Adam Sandler 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 what do you say it's like the Chandler Chandler thing isn't it Adam Sandler I'll say Yeah. I've always yeah. heard Sandler I've never heard yeah. anyone call him Sandler <laughs> <laughs> he breaks up with his girlfriend um, who dumps him they're engaged I think and uh, he gets dumped he's a wedding singer and so he sees love all around him in his day job and um, at a wedding he sings a song called Love Stinks and he's like an alcoholic and in a terrible state a bit like Peter in Forget Sarah Marshall um, but then things look up as he befriends Drew Barrymore who's uh, Julia who's engaged to marry Mr. Gulia to become Julia Gulia. Julia Gulia. Yeah. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> exactly. And she realises that. She goes, Mrs. Julia Gulia <laughs> in the mirror. Um, Have you seen this one, Liam? No. Oh, God, <laughs> it's such a great view. Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah. I haven't seen it for years, though. Yeah, nor have I, but I remember it vividly. I had it on um, the uh, PSP video. Oh, UMDs. UMDs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Loved it. They, make, they become friends and probably... No, it's not great to court a woman that's engaged, but that's what Adam Sandler does. Um, she realises that um, Glenn Gooley is not the man for her, Julia. So, that's Wedding it. Singer, is this the one that's always like taken off where he's on the glass banging her name? 
banging her banging name. Banging her name. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no. don't do it. No. They do it in The Simpsons. Mrs. Bouvier. Yeah, they do, yeah. And, he falls through. and they also do it in uh, Wayne's World. Yes. And they go, it's the wrong church, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, quality. What film's that? Wayne's World. <laughs> no, no, I know it's Wayne's World. <laughs> I've got no idea what the original film um, that is. Sorry. So, um, so it's uh, the point I'm trying to make is that you might go through a messy breakup, but film tells you that there's a better person out there for you. Or you could just make a fresh start. <laughs> <laughs> in the shipping news by Annie Prue, and we spoke about Annie Prue in episode one. She was the author who wrote Brokeback Mountain, the short story. Apparently she's really good. If you haven't listened yes. to episode one, it's a great listen. Oh, recommend. Great listen. Recommend If we're going to recommend one thing in episode two, it's episode one. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> we're going to be a bit stuck when it comes to episode three, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> uh, the Shipping News by Annie Prue, uh, published by Fourth Estate. Coyle's wife, Petal, leaves him for another man and she tries to sell their daughters, Bunny and Sunshine, to sex traffickers. <laughs> What? Extreme story. <laughs> Petal and her lover, in their getaway, are killed in a car crash. The daughters are found. They're returned to Coyle by the police. And his aunt Agnes invites him to start again with her in their ancestral home in Newfoundland. 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 Canada. Way. Yeah. Now, I would always think that that would be Newfoundland, mm. but apparently it's not. Have it's you seen the musical Come From Away? No. It's set in Newfoundland. It's the only reason I knew yeah. it existed. It's brilliant. It sounds so stupid. Go and see it. Well, so is this book, Liam. <laughs> Newfoundland. And he goes there. His aunt says to him, it takes a year, nephew, a full turn of the calendar to get over losing someone. He makes new friends. He takes up new hobbies. And he becomes a reporter for the local paper, The Gammy Bird, reporting the shipping news. That's where the novel gets its title. And eventually, who knows? Maybe he finds love again. Does he? <laughs> well, who knows, Carl? <laughs> Spoiler. Haven't you he? read it? <laughs> <laughs> this is the one book of any proofs that I've read. And, you know, I'm not going to spoil it, but he does. <laughs> I'm glad you spoiled it. Yes. I'm going to read it. Quote from the book. It may be that love sometimes occurs without pain or misery. If you make a new start, maybe you'll find out that, yes, it's hard right now getting over your ex, but... It'll be worth it in the end because, as Carl said, you'll find someone better. The right person is out there for you. These all sound like very long-term solutions to me. Oh, God. So, in 2016, <laughs> Little Mix gave us some more practical advice. Oh, I love a bit you of You know Little what we're Mix. talking about here. Shout out to my ex. Oh. Big, big tune, big tune. You're really quite the man. <laughs> so, yeah, they got some very practical, practical advice in that song. Delete all your pics. And... They say it right. What? Delete all your pics. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Is that right? Yeah. None of them are that deep. <laughs> are um, you in Little Mix? Leah? And then and then block their number from your phone. Those are two things you can do immediately. You know, you you want to you want to cut these people out of your life. What I like about Little Mix is they also end with some optimism, <laughs> where um, you know, they say even though you broke my heart in two, I snap back. I'm so brand new. I'm so brand new. <laughs> so oh, goes, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And there's, there's quite a lot of other songs that have a similar sort of advice to this. Um, like, you know, you've got Britney Spears' Stronger. You've also got Stronger by Kelly Clarkson. There's a few other songs called Stronger. <laughs> and, and they're all about, you know... Weightlifting. 
<laughs> the more weights you lift, the stronger you get. No, you know, things, that is true. Things that damage you make you come back, and you know, you're aware that these things can happen, and you're stronger than you were yesterday. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Um, for the listeners who can't see Liam, even when he was, even when he dropped the weightlifting thing, he was still doing weightlifting gestures with his arms. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right, Liam, and I think that's probably the best advice. Well, can I just posit, posit, a point, deposit a point. (laughs) Where are you going to deposit it? In the podcast. Into your face. Um, We don't know why they broke up. Maybe she, Jenny, cheated on him or something. Oh, God, here we go again with Carl's. It has to be the person who wrote in's fault. <laughs> it could well be. We don't know, do we? So what if she? What if she needs to make amends? Like, you're, like maybe she shouldn't take the drastic short-term action you're suggesting, Liam. And maybe, actually, no. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> and so and once... there's more. There's more advice if you want to hear it from oh my from God. music. Have you got? Have you got any more that you want uh, to talk about? No, I haven't. But we'll make this the last one, Liam. Right, we're running cool. out of time. Well, you know, like Dua Lipa, everyone's favourite. Uh, Idgaf. What? Idgaf. <laughs> Idgaf. That's one of the songs in it. Oh, yeah. Idgaf. 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 Yeah, so, so Leap has also got some practical advice for you. Um, you might want to get some new rules. So it's, uh, it's time for a pop quiz. I'm, I'm sure you'll pass this with flying colours. Can you guys name Leaper's new rules? One. Don't pick up the phone. He's only calling because he's drunk and alone. Good advice. Don't let him in. You'll only have to kick him out again. Near enough. Don't be his friend. You'll only wake up in his bed in the morning. Yeah, and if you're under him... You ain't getting over him. I think we've exceeded the amount of lyrics we can use there without being sued. Probably, yeah. I'll expect the cease and desist. (laughs) It's a good job that the Agony Art um, email address that I give at the end of the episode isn't functional. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, the the point is, the advice is, you know, if you think you're well shot of him then don't give them a chance to get back into your life because you're just going to end up back in that self-destructive place. Cycle of shit. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So I think once again, in true Agony Art style, we've covered all our bases there. You can either get back with him, meet someone new, start afresh, or... Go on holiday. (laughs) Or just go on holiday. Unless you're still in lockdown by the time you hear this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) In which case, don't go on holiday. (laughs) Just stay in your room. (laughs) Problem two. I find my best friend suffocating. She's always telling me how much she loves me and trying to arrange things to fill every minute of my spare time so that I never see anyone but her. She posts pictures of us together on Instagram with hashtags like best friends ever and besties for life and gets jealous when I see other people. I just want the relationship to be more relaxed and normal so that I can have a bit more of my life back. But I don't want to hurt her feelings because I worry that I'm all she has. How do I get some space without hurting her? It's a long one. A long, deep one. It is a long one. Have either of you ever had a friend that you just think, for the listener at home, we've been friends since we were about 12, 13? Yeah, probably. And now we're 30, 31. 32, September for me. Oh, my days. Can you stop doxing us? (laughs) I don't know what doxing is. That's how old I am. 
It's uh, Liam's where, youngest. I don't know if I do. It's your birthday. <laughs> it's where yes. you're exposed online, like your address or your phone number or your email address or whatever. Oh. And you've done something bad, so you know you get a pile on by that point because people are like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you said that." And anyone saying, listening to the podcast will know we've done something very bad. Yeah. Are you saying pile on or pile on? Like electricity pile on. <laughs> pile on a uh, pile space on. Okay. <laughs> Uh, what were we even talking about? Suffocating your friend, have we had any? Oh, yeah. yeah. We've been friends for a long time. And yeah, I mean, I've, yeah, got, I've so got two. We're on dodgy, yeah, so we're on dodgy <laughs> ground here because <laughs> maybe we'll be talking about each other. But ever, either of you had a, ever had a friend that you think, God, give me some space? Yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. But I haven't prepared anything to talk about it and I don't want to accidentally name names, so I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I did once and I just stopped talking to them. <laughs> not when good advice to this do you think they'll know that it was them probably I mean I, I was pretty young at the time and I was probably a bit of an arse towards them I probably didn't think about their feelings at all Liam you've never been an arse to anyone I, I don't think uh, that's true well, I don't know yeah <laughs> <laughs> have you met Liam mm. he's never been an arse to me what about that time we were playing Age of Empires Ah, oh, Liam has been an arse. <laughs> he absolutely obliterated us within about 20 minutes. And I could just see him like manically laughing as he <laughs> destroyed my town centre. I mean, that was well deserved. <laughs> oh, okay, so who wants to start? Who wants to start with the art? Well, there's, a, there's a really, um, I think, quite a funny little example of... Okay, the advice isn't great, but I mean, it's me, so what do you expect? Um, there's a song that Pink released in 2007... I don't know if you know it. It's called Leave Me Alone and then in brackets I'm Lonely. Um, and it's By a- Akon. <laughs> Leave Me Alone was by Michael Jackson, wasn't it? How did that go? Leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Liam. I think we might be virgin on co- copyright infringement. Oh, yeah. You can't copyright hee-hee. <laughs> yeah. You can copyright hee-hee in a particular style. Oh yeah, Aaron is a lawyer of IP or whatever. <laughs> so no, Leave Me Alone by Pink was a 2007 song where she... It's kind of it's, it's a song about asking somebody to give you some space in a very direct way. So some of the lyrics are pretty funny. They're like, go away, give me a chance to miss you. Uh, I love you so much more when you're not here. Um, there's one where it's like, cutting off the phone, please leave me alone... I'll be begging you to come home tomorrow or something like that. So just cut them off. It's, well, the it's, it's like, don't pussyfoot around it. Tell them exactly how you feel and say, look, I want to be your friend, but at the moment it's too much. So, Yeah, I think give me a chance to miss you is the best one, isn't it? Yeah, and you might end up like um, Captain America and Iron Man, who had some beef in... 2016's Captain America Civil War oh I've not seen this no spoilers oh have you not <laughs> no I haven't but I've read the comics so I probably know the story yeah it's changed a bit but oh there is a major spoiler so I'm sorry but I'm going to spoil it <laughs> um, so they're obviously <laughs> Liam has his finger in his ears his yeah. fingers well, oh, that's good we'll just uh, pretend we're talking about it for the rest of the podcast and he won't uh... <laughs> um, so if you've seen Avengers Assemble Liam you've seen this one um, well, you probably have. You can't hear. <laughs> then Tony Stark and um, Captain America, Steve Rogers, they start out a little bit fraught. You know, and obviously Captain America's the uh, honourable one. 
Tony Stark is a bit direct and things. So, but they end up great friends. And then Civil War comes around, and they fall out because here's a spoiler. It turns out Captain America's best friend Bucky killed Tony Stark's parents in an assassination. Oh shit! And they're also disagreeing on a political level of whether superheroes should register yeah. as superheroes or not. Um, Liam is now back in the game. I didn't hear a word you said, but I'm sure it was all very relevant. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and the problem is, whilst... Um, have you seen Endgame? You haven't seen Endgame either? No. All right, I'm not going to spoil that. I have to do but... this again. <laughs> <laughs> um, like they're great friends, and they fall out over this, and they don't really make up. They kind of start seeing each other again, not in a sexual way, uh, I don't think. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people would like to see that though there's probably some fan fiction isn't there but um, by end game they're fighting together but they don't actually make up sorry Liam they don't uh, <laughs> he's totally spoiled it Billy. I know. it's a good job that he doesn't listen to a word we say <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like if you I think you should air your grievances direct like Pink was saying because you don't if you don't then you may end up never getting over your issues. And even though you want to, because I think throughout the films, they both opened their flip phones for some reason. I don't know why they got flip phones <laughs> to ring each other, but then they don't. They're about to, but then they don't. And it's a bit sad, you know? There could have been a, they, their friendship could have been great still, despite the spoiler that I mentioned earlier, which is a pretty big reason to fall out. But have a direct conversation. Or each of you form a superhero team and fight each other. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Not about the superhero team. Oh, sorry. But in I Love Dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm slipping that little. <laughs> by Chris Krause, published by Serpent's Tale. Now, I want to say this is a novel, but I don't think it is. I think it's a. Is it a, again, an novel? <laughs> a, a Romana Clef. Oh, okay. Oh, where this. Um, he loves his Romana Clefs, doesn't he? This Chris Krause is. Um, kind of writing her own experiences and the protagonist in this novel if it is a novel is a stalker basically and she is obsessed with a man and i think she sends i think she faxes nude pictures of herself to his workplace and stuff like that i think so this is all from memory very creepy stuff. You read this book and you think, why would you write this about yourself knowing that it makes you look so bad? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And I think he even says to her, I want nothing to do with you. And she just carries on. <laughs> um, and that's, yeah, I, that's what I agree that's with. That's pretty direct. <laughs> Sometimes you need to be direct. You need to just say, I'm creeped out by you. However, as I say, it didn't work in this case because <laughs> she just carries on. <laughs> Another obsession book is... Misery by Stephen King, published by Hodder. Annie Wilkes is obsessed with Paul Sheldon. She's the biggest fan. And she finds him crashed in his car and takes her opportunity to, do what? <laughs> to trap him in a room where she uh, imprisons him, mutilates him, even commits murder to keep him there. She does it very like insidiously though, doesn't she? She's a nurse. Yeah, she, so she's a nurse. She makes she out to, she's treating him at first. Yeah, and... she's like, she's very complimentary of him as well because she's a big fan of his books. She's, you've never seen this, Carl. This is a film as well. No, it's not. With Kathy Bates. <laughs> they watched it on Google um, Books. No, they didn't. <laughs> and, yeah, she 
eventually commits all these crimes to keep him there. It's a very creepy book about obsession with this author. And yes, it's a creepy book, and yes, Annie Wilkes is an abhorrent character, but with this and with I Love Dick, yes, these people are creepy and they're weird and they're the antagonists in these stories, but I like to see the human side of them. Why are they so obsessed with these people? And why is your friend... We haven't made up a name for this person yet. Judy. 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 Why... (laughs) Is your friend so obsessed with you? I would argue maybe it's because he or she, I think it's a she, isn't it? Maybe she's just lonely. Maybe she's got nothing else in her life. In this case, in Annie Wilkes' case, she had nothing in her life but Paul Sheldon's books, which made her happy. She also had mental health issues. But maybe your friend is the same. Maybe your friend is horribly lonely. She's got nothing else in her life but you, Judy. And you have to kind of see and empathise with that side of it, don't you? You have to think, Yeah. There's also the, I can't just cut her off because she needs me. There's also the angle that we haven't really mentioned, which is that, you know, th- this person's quite devoted to you, and that, that's quite nice in a way, I think. Isn't it? Wouldn't we all love I'd someone love, to be devoted to I'd us? I'd love to have a stalker. Have, <laughs> have either of you ever seen the musical Waitress? No, but... The pop quiz. <laughs> oh, do, do you know who wrote the musical? And I can give you a clue. Sarah Bareilles. You did know it. Well done. <laughs> Sarah who? Is that how you say it? Uh, that's, how they, that's how everyone I've spoken to says it, yeah. so I guess so. Um, I'll tell you who it is, Carl. I'm not going to write you a love song. Oh. Mm. But it turns out she did write a love song. In Waitress. <laughs> um, so so the, the song that I'm referring to is called Never Ever Getting Rid of Me. Um, and it's by a character called Ogie, who falls in love with one of the waitresses. And he's this really endearingly kind of comical guy who's like a little bit of a nerd and he's a little bit like obsessive um, about this girl. And he's also kind of annoying, but like in a very endearing way. So there's like a few lyrics in it to give you an example. He's like... I'm not going. If it seems like I did, I'm probably just waiting outside. And the main kind of hook to it is, I love you means you're never, ever, ever getting rid of me. So it's kind of a nice song, but it's also a bit kind of stalkerish and creepy at the beginning. And and Dawn, the waitress who he's singing it to, isn't really sure about him. But after spending a bit of time together, they find that they have really similar interests. And if I remember rightly, there's a scene in it where they share a very intimate moment while dressed up in Civil War reenactment gear. So, and... By the end of it, they get married. So. Avengers Civil War gear, or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's dressed One of up them's dressed as Iron Man, as <laughs> Captain America. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think I think the moral to this is that you know, just because someone is a little bit creepy, maybe a little bit devoted to you, it's not necessarily a bad thing, and you might find that you know you have a lot in common, and you can spend a lot of really good times with them. It's true, and if this person really is your best friend, if you do kind of be direct and say look you're getting too heavy for me maybe you've destroyed a friendship which you will miss well it depends in film there's an unbreakable bond between duos so she has to decide if these two are a duo or not so name a duo from film Thelma and Louise Thelma and Louise unbreakable they kill themselves together suicide pact do they? well we don't know (laughs) They drive off of a cliff and the film ends with a steal of the car midair. 
But there's a, just out of shot, there's a giant trampoline, isn't there? <laughs> there could be. Okay. But they... I mean, if there's one thing I've learned about the world of film, it's that if you don't see the bodies, then there's mm, always a chance true. of a sequel. Okay, I'll... <laughs> They're leaving it open for Home Louise 2, the bounce back. <laughs> it's just them on a trampoline for 90 minutes. <laughs> well, okay. I think they're still quite devoted to each other by driving off a cliff together. But another duo? Wayne and Garth. Who's that? Wayne's, Wayne's World. World. I've yeah. never seen any of them. You need to. There's Wayne, new Wayne's World coming out, isn't there? It's, no, it's Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. Ted duo. Another duo I haven't yeah. seen. <laughs> but these are unbreakable bonds. Harold and Kumar. Harold and Kumar. Alien and Predator. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really like each other. Uh, Harry and Ron. What about Hermione? Hmm? What about Hermione? All right, they're a trio. Unbreakable. So if you are a duo, whatever you do, have a conversation. You, you might have a montage of you two being lonely, looking at your flip phones, thinking should we ring each other. Eventually you'll circle back and you'll be a strong duo once again. And you've circled back to your original point, which I like. Have I? Flip phones. Yeah. Flip phones. <laughs> Get a flip phone. <laughs> Perfect advice. <laughs> Any wrap-up points? I think we're reaching the end of this one. I think Liam should always wrap up with a rapper. Wrap up with a rapper. Um, I've not got rapper? one prepared in this case. Okay. Don't do. Well, what about um, Stan by Eminem? He's not so much a friend, but he is like obsessive over Eminem. I think it's a one-sided friendship, isn't it? Yeah. It gave birth to um, Stanning. Stanning? Yeah. Oh really? Is that what? It's, is that what? That I thought that's what it was. Oh, I had no idea. If that's not the origin of standing, please write in. What is standing? Ah, oh, stand that. It's where you like you defend something without question. Oh, okay. Fan of myself. I'm standing myself. I love me so much. I put my hands on myself. There you go. Little mix. There will be no. Do you think there'll be Liam stands? Liam stands. I hope when we so. when we get big, big podcasters. <laughs> when we get big podcasters. <laughs> When we're big in podcasting, <laughs> there'll be Liam stands. So what's, what's the moral of Stan? It's that don't ignore your fans, otherwise they might end up killing themselves. And their wife and baby. Yeah. yeah Unborn baby. It's a bit of a dark I really don't like what problem, you wrapped up on that. Sorry. No, <laughs> no more wrapping up with rappers, Liam. Uh, so, yep. Can you help me with my problem? I think that it might be a long shot. My problem is you see that no one believes that I am not a robot. Executing procedure. Problem solving. Who's ready for problem three? I was born ready for problem three. This is, this is <laughs> my only moment. For, only for the third problem is really involved. Of this four. episode. Yeah. <laughs> Your whole life has been leading After up to this After this, it's moment. all downhill. <laughs> my friend always copies me. At first it was flattering, then it was creepy, and now it's just annoying. If he sees me wearing any new clothes or shoes or fashion accessories, he will buy the same thing within a couple of weeks. He has even started copying things I say. How do I get him to stop? Didn't someone say that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery? Didn't someone say that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery? Is that in your notes as well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I'll research this. Was it Oscar Wilde? No, it wasn't. Oh, damn it. It's, Tennyson. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't Tennyson Twain. either. Shakespeare. It. <laughs> it was Charles Caleb Colton, who was a writer, a cleric, and a collector from the 17-slash-1800s. I think it's commonly misattributed to um who did you say again oscar wilde 
Tennyson, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's commonly misattributed to Oscar Wilde, yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't know, because of the internet, isn't it? It's like all the quotes on the internet. Because of the internet. <laughs> because of the internet. The internet is the worst thing. What's that one? Um, you're a wizard, Frodo. And, then, and it's oh, a picture of Captain Kirk or something. Something like that, yeah. yeah. I like that one. I like, uh, should we make a podcast where we describe memes? <laughs> <laughs> so, that would be really entertaining great, yeah. for the listener. <laughs> I've, I've got some excellent advice for this problem. Yep. Nate Dog, rest in peace. One of, one of my favourite West Coast rappers. Would you call him a rapper? He's uh, kind of more of a singer, isn't he? Yeah. I don't know. I think he'd say he's a rapper himself. Yeah. Hip-hop artist. Well, so he had a... I don't know if it was a single or just a song in 1997 called G-Funk. Oh. Um, and it's it's a song pretty much about people copying him. And, and he accepts that people will try and copy him. And his message is, you might try and copy me, but you will never be me. Like a direct quote, call any expert and you can ask them. Copy machines can't copy platinum. Nice. What a line! What a line! N A T D O double G. So yeah, so so I mean, simple really. Take home, be yourself, do yourself well, and you know everyone's unique. So if you're being yourself, no one else is going to be able to be you. But if you ever got a problem with it, and you can't be as cool as Nate Dog, my own advice would be, why don't you start doing wearing stupid things and doing stupid things so he does. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got that backed up by a film or is that literally just your own advice? That is, yeah. Make yourself look like an idiot and you will too. Yeah, there's no film that... um, There is a a film that is this exact situation. 1992, single white female, directed by Barbette Schroeder. Um, Now... First of all, when I come across this, I've never I've I've seen this film a long time ago and never really thought about the term single white female. So what it's about is uh, this uh, woman, um, Ali, she breaks up with her fiance um, and she seeks a roommate for her New York apartment. It's like a high rise apartment, and she advertises in the paper as you did back in the day um, for it, and it said single white female seeks the same as a roommate. Which is a bit... I don't think you could do that now, could you? Why does she want exactly the same as her? Well, exactly. And actually, now that I'm talking about it, I think she asked for this. Because she says, single white female seeks the same. Um, Hedy comes along. Um, she's got a longer name, but they call her Hedy. I can't remember what longer name is. Hedwig. Hedy. <laughs> is it the no. person... She's an actress. Is she an actress? Hedy Lamar? I don't know. Have I made that up? Her, Maybe. Her, her real name was Hedwig, I think. Really? Yeah. Oh. So, um, Hedy moves in. She's also a single white female. So they both got what they wanted. And just like this situation, Hedy starts um, really being protective of Ali and uh, copying her, doing the same things. She ends up getting the same haircut and wearing the same clothes. And um, she talks to Ali. They become friends. Says she was a twin, but the other twin was stillborn. And so she's got this thing called um, survivor guilt. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So Is this like a psychological... It's exactly a psychological thriller, yeah. It doesn't seem really at first, but... So she ends up not only copying Ali, but pretending to be her, being very possessive. And she ends up... Ali gets a puppy, but Ali also starts seeing her ex-fiancé and trying to patch things up. And Hedy throws the puppy off of the balcony. Jesus In a fit of rage. And it's a little, beautiful little Labrador. And honestly, I I don't know if you do the same, but when pets get killed in films... 
it's more heartbreaking than like people dying. Yeah, oh, definitely. You know, like Doggin, I Am Legend, Marley and Me, obviously. Man, don't... I mean, Labrador puppies are like the cutest puppies you can get. Aren't exactly. They, so. Yeah. Bing Bong in Inside Out. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, Aaron. <laughs> oh, Bing Bong. Oh. He's the guy that Is likes to play. <laughs> so yeah, she goes absolutely batshit. Basically, uh, kills the puppy, shoots her neighbour, takes Addy prisoner, tries to put her in an incinerator. Tries to form a suicide pact and ends up stabbing her in the back. And then Ali feels bad about killing her. I'm like, so basically, my, what film tells you is this is a terrible situation. Get out of it now because <laughs> if you've got a puppy, be very careful with it. So if, if this person who's written in was worried about this situation, they're what, 10 times more worried now. And so they should be. <laughs> Watch this film and then run. <laughs> Oh, well, I think I'm going to calm it down a little bit and take it all the way back. Rewind. To the ancient Greeks. Greeks. Yes. <laughs> Pop quiz. I hope this is Greek. <laughs> Echo. The dolphin. Echo the dolphin. <laughs> Can you do an impression of a dolphin? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> that was Liam. Don't... Uh... <laughs> In my head, I can. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what that's I was good. thinking. In my head, I can. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to do what Aaron did. <laughs> no. That was Michael Jackson, wasn't it? Liam, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Imagine Dolphins did that. Amazing. So, Echo. That sounded more like a dolphin than my first attempt. <laughs> <laughs> Echo played a trick on Juno. So, Juno cursed Echo to only be able to reply Never to speak first. This is Roman, sorry. Is it? Yeah, Juno is Roman. Equivalent of Hera. So it can be Greek as well? I guess if you want, yeah. This is Echo and Narcissus, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Narcissus is Greek. Yeah. Sounds like you're telling the Roman version though. Probably. Uh, so Echo spots Narcissus in the woods and falls in love with him. And they have a conversation in which Echo repeats everything Narcissus says. For example... Who's here? Echo says, here. Obviously, Echo doesn't copy Narcissus purely because she loves him. She repeats everything he says because a trick, a curse has been placed on her. But she falls in love with Narcissus and she copies everything he does. So maybe this friend of Judy's, was this still the Judy one? (laughs) Uh, oh, no, shit. it's not. We're losing track of our fake names. But this could be Julie. This, this is problem free. Yeah, this could be Julie. Yeah. Is doing it because they're in love with you. As we said, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. It's... So Narcissus is the guy who ends up staring at his own reflection in a pool mm. and subsequently gets turned into a flower. <laughs> oh, shit. And because he's, he's like the most beautiful person alive or something. And he sees his own reflection and falls in love with himself. And all he can do is sit there just staring at it. Hence the word narcissist. Exactly. Um, which has nothing to do with what I'm going to talk about. But Does the word echo come from that as well? Like echo, echo. I don't know, to be honest. Uh, this story I heard from Mythos by Stephen Fry. Published in great book. 2017 by Penguin. I listened to the audiobook and it's narrated by Stephen Fry. Yes, yeah, so did I. Lovely. There's a lovely sequel and relaxing. as well, if you read, have you? Yeah, it's uh, Heroes, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. There's supposed no, to be a third one coming out, but I've not. I don't know when. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Good advert. So maybe they're in love with you. Maybe they are. That's all I'm saying. Now, have you considered monetizing this thing you have? 
Because, you know, you've, you've clearly got something that somebody else really wants. Back in 2003, Khalees came out with a song called Milkshake, <laughs> which I'm sure everyone knows. Um, Pop Quiz, co-produced by a famous singer. Anyone Sarah Bareilles. <laughs> Nas. No. They were married, Khalees and Nas, weren't they? I don't know. I think. Um, it Fact was check. Pharrell Williams. Mm. Ah, He's all over everything, isn't he? Let's mm. face it. Well, he may feature later on. Let's see. But yeah, so obviously it's about having something that makes other people want to be like you. Khalees says herself, I can teach you, but I'd have to charge. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Right? And it's better than yours as well. So if you really have something that they want, why not try and make some money out of it? <laughs> How does that work in a real friendship scenario, though? Well, you I can... see you've bought the same bag as me. Will you pay me? for? Well, no, 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 no. It's, it's more along the lines of, I've bought some new trainers. I'll let you see them. If you, oh okay, yeah. Provide me pony up the dough. With the fiber of your fabric. That's a little <laughs> bit strange, though, isn't it? Yeah. What the advice to monetize your yeah. image? Well, I mean, it, yeah, it wasn't exactly serious. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe you wanted to do that. <laughs> um, and that link, right, was a little bit tenuous. Will we all agree? I disagree, and I'll tell you why. Because I can't remember when it was, but Khalees, in an interview with the Observer, said. It means whatever people want it to mean. So, so it means that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real cop-out, Khalees, isn't yeah. it? It's one of Liam's cop-outs, though. <laughs> Maybe it does. I don't think this film helps, but Milkshake always reminds me of um, uh, There Will Be Blood with Daniel Day-Lewis. your milkshake, Eli. Yeah. I have, I have yeah. seen that film, and I'll be honest, I didn't really get it. Oh, I love that film. It's such a good film. I, I mean, I followed the plot and what was going on, but at the end of it, I was a bit like... What was the point? Well, spoiler, he dies alone, despite having massive wealth, I suppose. Mm. Is it worth it? Chasing all the oil in America. Fun fact about that film. Soundtrack by uh, Johnny Greenwood of Radiohead fame. Mm. Mm. I can't think of a soundtrack at all. <laughs> Might say a lot about it. <laughs> Johnny Greenwood, if you're listening, no offence. Please sponsor us. <laughs> We're really Radiohead. up for sponsorship deals. <laughs> Um, there's a couple of films yeah. that I think really apply here. You're not, Have you seen Ingrid Goes West? No. Aubrey Plaza. It's great. You're not allowed to do this. Oh, I already have. <laughs> Have you seen The Double? No. By um, It stars... Who's the guy from The Social Network? Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's directed by Richard Ayoade. Mm. I didn't know he directed. Mm. And it's very good. It's about a bloke who turns up at work one day and there's a bloke there already who is him. Like, it's just him. And I think the bloke who has appeared as his double is a lot better than him at everything and more popular and all the rest of it. And it ends violently. I love um, American Office, Asian Jim. Where he convinces Dwight uh, that he's actual Jim. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. brilliant, that. Yeah. Uh, there's also another film, The Sixth Day, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, can't remember. <laughs> um, the clones, isn't yeah, it? they're yeah. clones. And uh, very similar, like, he's, he's been cloned, he's exactly the same. You never know who's the clone. Him who thinks he's the original, or the clone, the person who thinks he's a clone. Um, in that situation, I believe they team up. So, actually, Judy... Lee 
Julie. <laughs> Judy Lee Lee. Imagine if you're a really great person, I don't know, you might have some serious skills. Why don't you become a team and, yeah. you know, double trouble? I bet that's a film. And then you can play tricks on your parents to get them back together. Yes. Maybe your parents <laughs> separated you as at birth. Ah. Oh. And took Took that, one each. Is that the premise of the parent trap? It is, yeah. Oh, Which is that is a cruel savage, thing to isn't it? Do, yeah. isn't it? We need to split up, so let's um, take one daughter each <laughs> yeah. and pretend that the other one doesn't exist. Because I, I only care about one of them. They're the same, who cares? Another film that I think you missed, unless you've got some more. No, I haven't. I only um, had one, actually. I... I mean, it doesn't quite fit, but what about Face Off? I want to think. <laughs> I'm copying you so much that I've literally stolen your face. Yeah. What's the quote? <laughs> I want to take his face off. off. <laughs> That's a great film, isn't it? That is fantastic. What, it's up there with Constantine, Devil's Advocate, films like that for that are a little bit shit, but amazing. Yeah. I was Nicholas Cage always has great names. Yeah. In that Pollux Troy. In that Pollux Troy, and he's like Memphis Reigns or something in Con Air. <laughs> <laughs> it's, or it might, that might be gone in 60 seconds, I can't remember. Do you reckon he gets to come up with his own names? I really does. He must do, because they're all, like, crazily weird. But cool. <laughs> another another th- one that I'd really recommend is Caster the... Troy. Pollux Troy is his brother, I think. I think he's Pollux and his brother's Caster. Or is it the other way around? Could, I don't know. <laughs> could be either. Look it up. <laughs> I'm going to Google it. You carry on, Liam. Another thing I'd really recommend is the Netflix series Living With Yourself, which is... I don't know if you've seen it. I wanted to watch that, but my wife wouldn't let us. <laughs> she oh. said that at the time I was obsessed with Ashleen B, so we weren't allowed to watch it because she was in it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not obsessed with her anymore, so can you revisit? She thinks that I go through obsessions. Before that, it was James Acaster because I listened to Off Menu and... Off Menu's brilliant. Yeah, and I just like his comedy as well. I've been watching him on Netflix and stuff, but I was obsessed with him, so we weren't allowed to mention him in the house either <laughs> I don't want to say I, I discovered him but I used to go to really shitty comedy clubs in London with um, a work team I used to work for and he was there all the time and you gave him a loan so um, no I didn't know. <laughs> if James Acaster's listening you're welcome <laughs> so as you might have been able to tell from my examples I struggled to find a lot of songs about copycats I'm sure there's a few there's like a, a Billie Eilish song called Copycat for example but I didn't know it that well and I didn't look into it have you only it. done Nate Dog? is that all you've done um, and Khalees but you know oh yeah, yeah. but, <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's there's a lot of literal copycats in the music industry so um, I mean and there's loads of different ways that you can copy people as well you can still like chord sequences you can sample music there's there's like term official like musicology terms like pastiche which is where you're just doing Something in the style of another artist. So, What's a Cornish pastiche? <laughs> it's got beef in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's, there's a few famous examples. One of them, um, one notable one, is do you remember Robin Thicke's uh, 2013 single, Blurred Lines? I do. Um, remember the do you remember who co-wrote it? Because I'm happy. Pharrell. Correct. Well done. I don't know how you got that one. Um so they were, I think it was the whole writing team were taken to court by the estate of Marvin Gaye um, because it's the whole rhythm section of that song sounds very similar to Marvin Gaye's 1977 hit, Got To Give It Up. And I remember the first time I heard this, I listened to it and I thought, it's not that similar. And then the other day I was listening to just 
a playlist on Spotify of, of shuffled random songs and that came on and I thought it was Blurred Lines. So they, do, they are quite similar. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Gay was eventually officially credited as a songwriter in 2018. And that bodes well for Julie. Was it Julie? Julie, yeah. yeah. Because, you know, court is always an option. If it comes to it, she might get a songwriting Sue credit. this person yeah. for buying the same clothes. I can, imagine, you. if you're American, Julie, you probably can do that. Yeah, you can sue for anything in America. Yeah. Okay, has anyone got any wrap-up comments? I think... Uh, <laughs> I think what most of our... Except for the most extreme stuff about they're going to replace you, they're going to murder your, you. Kill your puppy. <laughs> yeah. Things like that. Apart from all of that, I think the um, overriding sentiment is that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, isn't it? If someone's copying you, it's because they admire the way you are. In the words of Audio Slave, to be yourself is all that you can do. Yeah, yeah but she, Julie's friend's not being herself. She's being Julie. Well, yeah, but then she's a mug, isn't she? <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not on the same side of the fence on this one no no I think it's flattering to a point but if it's getting weird yeah you don't have to take it as flattering but it is flattery isn't it because they're saying I admire you so much that I want to be you I want to wear your skin oh man <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about uh, you could say ooey you I want to be like you, ooh, ooh. You could I say want that. to walk like you, talk like you, ooh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, ooh, ooh, I look just like Buddy Holly. I thought you were going, um, ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should probably wrap it up there. <laughs> yeah, so that's all we've got time for today. If you have a problem you'd like us to attempt to solve, you can reach us on our group Instagram and Twitter accounts at Agony Art Podcast or by emailing problems at agonyartpodcast.com I'd like to thank our resident Agony Aunts for their contributions thanks Carl thanks Liam thank you thank you and thank you for listening we'll be back next time with more problems to stumble through and more songs books and films for you to check out see you later bye, bye. But I'd suggest keep it light Cause their advice can't be shite And they won't be held liable Oh no, not at all Not here at Agony Art Agony Art